What's up, Alaska? This is Blaze Bell. And this is Justin Williams. Thank you for tuning into the show. Today, we're talking with Paige Poston, the coordinator for Fairbanks Wellness Coalition, about their upcoming Roots of Resilience Conference, which is taking place February 8th and 9th at the Carlson Center in Fairbanks. Learn more on the Fairbanks Wellness Coalition Facebook page. We were so excited to connect with Paige to hear all about it. So let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're talking to Paige Poston with the Fairbanks Wellness Coalition. She is sitting there somehow (laughs) keeping warm a little bit in Fairbanks right now. Thanks for joining us, Paige. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's hear about everything that's going on in Fairbanks right now, the Wellness (laughs) Coalition, what you all do, and uh, the event that you have coming up. Yeah, so we are a grant-funded, community-led organization. And what that means is every couple of years, we get a certain amount of money from the state to carry out our mission, which is promoting wellness in the Fairbanks area. And that's really broad, right? But it's broad for a reason. It allows us to be really reactive to what the community needs. What we do is we gather data from the community, whether that's through interviews with community leaders or surveys at events. And then we kind of identify what needs the community is facing, what resources we currently have available to us. And then we can identify holes that we're able to fill. So over the years, that's kind of fluctuated. Um, For example, our last grant cycle, we were focused on suicide prevention in like young communities, um, like 15 to 24. But our most recent data has indicated that like older communities are facing a higher risk. So now we're for this grant cycle, we're focused on intergenerational wellness. We have some some different programs. For example, we have our community led program where volunteers will do things that benefit our community. And then we also have Community and You, which is a partnership between us and Fort Wainwright and IELSEN, um, focusing on the increased risk that the military community faces. Mm. But what I came here to talk about is our resiliency conference, which is coming up next month. So the resiliency conference, this is the fifth year that we're doing it. And it is two-day conference this year that is aiming to educate the community on resilience. So our theme this year is Roots of Resilience, which is self-care, self-awareness, mindfulness, positive relationships, and purpose. And we'll have speakers, you know, targeting each of those different topics. Um, So I'm I'm really excited about it. It's coming up on February 8th and 9th. Where's the event taking place? It's going to be at the Carlson Center in the Buzzwell Room. It's a free event. So anyone's available to come um, or welcome to come. So, you know, I like hearing about the intergenerational healing and you know, things specifically for military. I think it's really cool that you're looking at these different groups of people and going, where are the needs and how can we help? And I'm curious, like say with the intergenerational, you mentioned the suicide prevention now for older people is something. So once you have that information, what do you all do? What are you doing to help in that way? That's a great question. So we, for intergenerational wellness specifically, we are looking at coming at it from an an angle of um, isolation, which is a 
a risk factor that's been identified in our in Fairbanks, but also nationwide. It's just something, especially after the COVID pandemic, that is affecting everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we are all more isolated than ever before. And that's really taking a toll on our mental health. And like when when someone doesn't feel like they have anyone to go to, it's harder for them to feel hope, right? For us, we're looking at hosting events that are welcome to all ages to really not like a, there are lots of like grandma and me kind of like craft activities, but that's focused on the kid, right? Like grandma's happy to be there, but like that activity is for the kid. So we're trying to find activities that appeal to everybody that everyone can enjoy together. Um, But also to break out of like family units. So, you know, a kid who may not have grandparents can find an elder that may not have grandchildren and they can connect and build a relationship. Mm. And that helps everybody. Like everybody wins from that scenario. Oh yeah. I love that. It's like big brother, big sister kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so going back to the resiliency conference, we, we identified that this would be more for people working in prevention efforts. Um, But of course, it is also welcome, open to anybody who wants to come learn about resilience. So I thought it would be really nice to have not just, you know, speakers talking about self-care for like adults, but also to have people speak about raising resilient kids. Because our grant, it stands for Comprehensive Behavioral Health Prevention and Early Intervention. And that early intervention is is identifying how we can help kids not make choices that lead to having to be like in a program because that's that takes a lot of time from people's lives but also resources from the community. That's why our last grant was focused on younger people like 15 to 24. But we actually will be having someone from Big Brothers Big Sisters come to speak about mentorship and that's that's targeting that positive relationships root of resilience. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's extremely important because I think a lot of the time when we talk about the or take a deep dive into like the gerontology of, you know, health, mental health, well-being, a lot of the time we don't really look at certain things that specifically a younger age group needs to hear and then specifically an older age group needs to hear. And so the mm-hmm. fact that Big Brothers, Big Sisters is intervening and we're talking about mentorship, um, you know, we can't give someone something that we don't have. And so I think mentorship is always so important. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing different generations being healed, not on their own, right? They're they're helping one another. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Could you remind me the the five pillars of that, that you were talking about before the, those five yeah, things? It's self-care self-awareness, mindfulness, positive relationships, and purpose. There's a stark intersectionality between those five. I'm, I'm pre- I mean, that's pretty obvious. I think that's wonderful. I've worked at so many jobs where we only care about like maybe two of those things and, th- and throw the other three out the window. Why, why do you think maybe, are we focusing on those five? Because maybe someone could think of like 10 or 13 million or just mm-hmm. say, oh, mindfulness, mindfulness doesn't matter that much, but these other four are important. So why those five specifically? It's funny you said pillars because they are originally the pillars of resilience 
And they've been determined, it looks like mostly the origin is in the military. But when we were looking at our theme for this year, we tried to think about what our community needs are and what the coalition's goal is. Last year, the the theme was like braiding connection. It was about community connection coming out of the pandemic. This year, we really wanted to like kind of get back to basics. And so that's where we we started looking into the pillars of resilience and different organizations will call them different things. As an organization, I identified these as the building blocks of resilience. The way I see it is that they kind of build onto each other, right? And we, we actually will have a speaker focusing on Maslow's hierarchy of needs and these kind of like slot into those a little bit. The way I see it is you can't build like a meaningful positive relationship until you feel like a full person. Like I know when I when I am needing self-care, I am not feeling like a full person and I can't right. nurture my relationships in that space. You can't take care of yourself unless you're aware of yourself. And mm-hmm. once all of these things line up, then you, you know, reach your purpose or you can go the other way and finding your purpose, being like, this is what I'm here to do can help you build those positive relationships because you're finding your community or you're, you know, who you are now. Yeah, no, that's, um, that was all well said. And I think that's excruciatingly important. You know, one thing that really struck me is just, and we were talking about this before we started recording, it's just the fact that you're all the way up in Fairbanks. You know, that's a six hour drive from here, Anchorage. And, you know, I'm thinking of the population difference, really. Have you guys ever, you know, collaborated with other agencies, maybe agencies in Anchorage or agencies in Wasilla, Eagle River? So our, our focus is Fairbanks, and that is that is all we do is collaborate with um, other organizations. Like so, for example, our steering committee is made up of um, t- over twenty members representing different sectors of the community. But to answer your question, we have not, as far as I know, collaborated with like directly with other organizations throughout the state. But we are part of a network of coalitions that exist in communities statewide. There's coalition and catch a can that's doing really interesting work right now that when I, I've only been doing this since October and I was new to coalitions at the time, or I guess I'm still new to coalitions because that hasn't been that long. But when I was really trying to get a handle on like what this work means and what this structure means, I was, I looked to other coalitions across the state to see what kind of work they're doing how we could adapt that for our community and things like that. And there's a network of coalitions across the nation that has also served that purpose for me to be like, be able to see how effective these other coalitions are and how creative they are with their activities. It's been really, really cool to see. I hope that, you know, eventually we'll be able to expand our service area um, to be able to work with with organizations outside of Fairbanks. But right now we're really focused on, especially after COVID, just rebuilding influence on our community. Yeah, thanks for describing that. And I think those steering committees are huge and finding ways to connect with other people, especially just around Alaska. Alaska is such a unique place where 
There are just all these different pockets of populations that have different needs. And I think isolation is huge across the board. And I'm glad you're focused on Fairbanks because, you know, we all need someone focused on our community, but also getting wisdom and ideas um, from other people as well. I work right. at Recover Alaska and we have a community calendar. I'd love for you to start adding your events to that yeah. calendar because we really are trying, we're a statewide organization that are really trying to connect resources. So sometimes it's like, I don't know what's happening in Bethel this month or Fairbanks or other places, but people are still going to our site trying to find events that are wellness. Yeah. So just throwing that out there. And for anyone listening, recoveralaska.org, you can add things to our calendar that are going on in your community that even if it's outside of Anchorage or especially all the places. So, you know, just finding more ways to collaborate as Alaskans, I think is really important. Well, and the Alliance is, is a yeah. program through Recover Alaska. We are, we are part of the Alliance. So I guess that's not okay. true. We do collaborate, um, just not in a, a very direct way. But yeah, Recover Alaska is doing some amazing things too. Yeah, glad that you're connected with the Alliance. That's yeah. Cool. yeah, I was thinking of that. I have a question that's more personal just because I don't think it's, you know, an accident that it's you we're talking to and you're talking on behalf of your organization. But I'm also curious when we're going over resiliency and self-care specifically, like how are you taking care of yourself working in a field where you're probably hearing about some really challenging things all the time. And I know some people can get real burnt out in these types of fields and jobs. And you just said it's like 50 below zero <laughs> right now. And I mean, the struggle is real. So what do you do specifically to just take care of yourself throughout all of this? That's a good question. <laughs> I do. So I really like to read, especially after like a long day. I, I read a lot of fantasy. So it kind of like pulls me out of my world into another world. Just when I see all of your your Marvel stuff behind you, I'm a big fangirl. Um, so that's another way to kind of like separate. But I also I have a an incredibly supportive network around me. Um, my husband's amazing. And my sister and her kids are nearby. Our steering committee and our leadership team have been really supportive of me. So if I ever need anything, I know that I have people that I can go to. And then I was mentioning I went to a yoga class last night, even though it was like 40 below. And I just left my car running the whole time and I was able to relax. <laughs> and it is like when it's when you're in when you're in Fairbanks. So Fairbanks is really interesting because there are times where it can feel really isolating. Um, and you're, especially if you're living outside of like, you know, the city proper, it can be really difficult, especially when there's like heavy snowfall or very cold temperatures. I've also never seen anywhere that is as community oriented as Fairbanks. It's very unique, but I know that even if, you know, my personal support network is not available to me for whatever reason, it's not hard for me to find someone who's like willing to build me up, even if we don't know each other super personally. Thanks for asking that. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing. Those are all great. I mean, having support, having family, community. And I also, I started reading fiction again, like just maybe a year and a half ago. And it's been so fun. I've read so many, you know, like the Court of Thorns, something or other, oh, like a, the Assassins one, you know, Sarah Moss. Yeah, I've read maybe like 10 of her books in the last year. And it's 
really, really fun to just sort of be transported far, far away. And yeah, yeah I, I love that. Yeah, that's extremely important. And I was just thinking the other day after rewatching Lord of the Rings for the hundredth millionth time, how only one member of the fellowship died the entire time. Everyone survived. It was just a miracle. There was no way they should have lived at all. That's, cool. I mean, that's, that. how it goes. that's a wholesome fun fact. <laughs> it's yeah, no, we there there I have dissertations in my head about these these ridiculous things. But we need those sort of things sometimes because they keep us yeah. sane. When it's negative three thousand below and you know, ninety percent of our lives go to our work, go to our partners and spouses, you know, we don't often leave much for ourselves. And I think we are kind of conditioned a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time to to do that because that's kind of the American definition of success mm -hmm. is, you know, how far can you go on your own without taking a break, which I think is crazy. And so, you know, the work that you do is so important because you have to also do some of that yourself for your own wellness and your own mental and mm -hmm. physical health. So what you do is just as important as how you recharge your own batteries in order to do that work. And I think that's a really good train of thinking for a lot of the people who may be listening to this episode that are in the nonprofit sector, that are, you know, in, in whatever, where you're directly dealing with, with people and their issues and, you know, especially prevention, right? There's a lot of nonprofits out there, a lot of organizations that deal with both uh, preventative steps and restorative steps. Um, for people stuck in really bad situations. And so I just really appreciate the work that you do. I love, like Blaze said, that it's Fairbanks oriented because um, every community needs its pillars. Every community needs its its hub and its own network. You know, you can't save everyone else. You're not supposed to. So uh, Fairbanks is lucky to have you and, uh, and this organization for sure. Yeah, and Fairbanks has really, when you dig into it, so many resources that a lot of people aren't aware of. And people who are doing, people in organizations who are doing just incredible work. And previously to this, I did some activism work and I have worked on Elise Galvin's, I worked on her 2018 campaign. So I'm not, I am new to coalitions, but I am not new to like this sector. I have seen over and over again where someone will create like a new group because they think that like a need isn't being met, even if there is like another another organization that's already doing that work. So I see our role, not only in implementing these programs, like taking this data and then in implementing it, um, but also being like you said, kind of a hub as much as we can to direct people to services that already exist. And that's what's really great about our steering committee is we have Brenda McFarland with the city. She works with the Crisis Now program. Um, we have someone from housing, the Housing and Homeless Coalition. We have Brian Taylor with the door is which is a, a youth serving organization is on our steering committee. So we're able to like hear about the work that they're doing and then send that out to our newsletter and say, hey, here are all these events. Here are all these opportunities that you can get involved. And ultimately, my goal is to create like a task force of volunteers that those organizations can pull from if they have a need for people. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about our, about the opportunity that we have to kind of be that hub that you were talking about. 
Well, thank you yeah. so much, Paige. And so you've got the Roots of Resilience Conference coming up February 8th and 9th. Uh, so I would love for you to send us over the agenda and we can add that to the notes about this episode so people can see who's speaking, what's going on. Um, and also any links to other groups in Fairbanks. You know, let's just think of everyone mm. in Fairbanks that has <laughs> needs. If this can be a one-stop shop for them to find all the places where they can reach out and connect with you all, I think that would be so cool. Okay, Absolutely. I can do that. Yeah, well, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by The Alaska Current. Visit thealaskacurrent.com for what's happening in Alaska news, arts, and culture. Find us on whatsupalaskapod.com and follow What's Up Alaska on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We'll see you next time.